Let me just pray really briefly as we enter into this. Uh, God, I just thank you for your generosity in, in how you meet with us as we gather. And for this part of our gathering, would we hear only what we need to hear from you? Amen. Uh, the title that I have for today is View from the Valley. About 20 years ago, I lived in Kathmandu for six months. And if you're going to live in Kathmandu, then you definitely want to trek those mountains. You definitely want to catch those views up front. And so I did a short five-day trek at Easter. It was phenomenal. You might climb for three or four hours, and then you would turn a corner, and for 30 minutes, you would feel like you were up close to those snow-capped mountains. The views were breathtaking. And there's one particular morning that stands out in my memory, even, even today. Um, and we had uh, stayed overnight, and we were, had just had breakfast, and we were climbing down a hill. It was, really, it was a very steep uh, descent. And I remember uh, watching, where, watching where I was putting my feet and just wanting to make sure that I was steady and I knew where I was going. And yet in front of me was the most spectacular view ever. And I remember having this conversation with myself, are you going to watch your feet or are you going to watch the view? Are you going to watch the feet, your feet, Helen, or are you going to watch the view? Um, And I just thought, I'm not going to get a second chance at this. So I'm just going to have to trust where I put my feet because I do not want to miss this view as I walk down this mountain. It was utterly breathtaking. And I remember that conversation, not just for the view, but I also remember having the same time a conversation with God. And the conversation was very similar, and it was like, Helen, are you going to spend your life watching your own feet, or are you going to watch me? Are you going to spend your life watching your own feet, or are you going to watch me? And so when I think about this psalm that we're getting our teeth into, um, it makes me think about our view, and it causes me to ask a question, what's your view? That dilemma that I faced on the trek and multiple life situations since is similar to this dilemma that the psalm outlines. It invites you to take in a different view. It invites you to see him. It invites you to trust that he is there. This is not about positive thinking. It's about acknowledging a different perspective. Is there only one viewpoint? Could there be another way? What is your view in the valley? What's your view? And so as we tuck into Psalm 23, which we've been studying over these weeks, let's read it in its entirety and then we can focus in on that little uh, chunk that I have today. The Lord is my shepherd, uh, shall I not want? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's an interesting psalm, and I've been struck with how 
Um, and this might make, seem an obvious statement to make, but it's timeless. I've been struck how, as we've been diving into this psalm here at Central, it struck a chord with us. It struck a chord with our, the things that were going on in our lives and our heads. And yet I'm also really aware that it's a psalm that has accompanied many generations before ours. Um, and I think for me, that's a real reminder of this wider family of God that we're part of. But it also got me thinking about the power of songs and how often in the charts a song rises up that isn't just a nice tune or something, but it seems to capture something, a wider conversation that's happening. Like Coldplay's Fix You or Lady Gaga's Born This Way, even Pharrell's Happy. But I think this psalm taps into a reality and depth of humanity that needs more than itself. This psalm gently, oh so gently, invites each one of us to know uh, know God as shepherd. And so the portion that we have before us this morning is verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Or, as it says in other versions, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you're with me, your rod and staff, they comfort me. Even when I go through death valley, I'm not afraid because you walk by my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. I may walk through valleys as dark as death, but I will not be afraid. You are with me. Your shepherd's rod makes me feel safe. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so today, there's two parts of this verse that I'd like us to think about. Even though, and you are with me. Even though, and you are with me. We all um, have valley stories, don't we? We all have them. For some of us, they were short-lived. For others, the darkness seemed never-ending. For some of us, we have just come out of a valley. For some of us, we're just heading in. And for some of us, we are in it right now. Can I state the obvious and say that not all valleys are hard? But it's like the psalmist almost preempts that conversation. And so he just says, dark valley. And so this valley is a dark place. And we are talking about hard valleys today. And life brings us in touch with a lot, um, with hard places a lot, doesn't it? Those moments, those seasons in your life where the word tough just doesn't seem enough. And I don't doubt that we have a room full of stories of hard. For those uh, who, of those of you who are listening to this later at home or in the car, you too carry stories of tough times. We all have valley stories. Um, I was watching Netflix, as you do throughout the week, because, you know, we do. Uh, And they were advertising a new TV program, and it came up with the phrase, um, it's hard, it hurts to be human. It hurts to be human. And the gentle, and it is gentle, because the tone of this psalm is utterly gentle and restorative. The gentle invitation of this psalm is, don't let the valley be all you see and know. Even though, 
remember the even though. And I would like to suggest that this valley, this psalm, sorry, is inviting you to be even though people. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through death valley, even though I walk through a valley as dark as death, even though I fear no evil for thou art with me. This psalm is inviting us to see the valley differently. It's inviting us to not be afraid. The valley or the valley experience, physical, emotional, spiritual, can create barriers. The the nature of dark valleys is they can hem us in, trap us, and our perspective gets closed. And we can't see others or we can't see the other side. And sometimes, you know, we hide a little in the valley too. We don't let others know what's going on. We maybe even try to hide how hard it is. Yet this invitation is to see it from a different perspective. And this isn't the power of positive thinking. And, I keep, and I'll keep re- repeating that phrase uh, today because this isn't some think-yourself-well talk. This is gently letting God be God and taking deep, deep comfort from his presence. When you are in the valley, his presence makes all the difference. This is ushering in a new perspective. This is ushering him in. This is remembering you are not alone. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He is with you. He is the with God. He is with you. Last week, Dave touched on the role of the staff and the rod, and so I don't want to repeat that, except I want to acknowledge this psalm also raises difficult questions. If the rod and the staff are about rescuing and protecting, can I just acknowledge that sometimes when you're in the valley, it doesn't always feel like you're being rescued or protected. And when we watch each other wrestle with tough stuff, doesn't always feel like God is rescuing or protecting and I want to acknowledge that and I want to say that this psalm isn't some get out of jail free card it isn't some secret solution to the tough stuff but it is about who he is and he is good and he is king and he is there and though I don't always understand why he acts and reacts in the way that he does And here's the clincher, though. You can trust him. He is trustworthy. And I can't help but wonder if that's one aspect of why this psalm is resonating with us in these times, in times where it feels like we can trust nobody. Is this psalm poking, prodding at questions lurking in our hearts? Who can I trust? I love how around Central we have lots of little ones learning to crawl, learning to totter, learning to walk. Did you see um, Ernie nearly did a a disappearing act there and how fast he was? And when I was thinking about the little ones running around, it connected with a conversation I had this week about resilience. Now, stay with me for a moment. 
There is something both physical and developmental going on as that wee one crawls, bum shuffles and totters. There is learning taking place. There's developmental learning. There's physical learning. He or she needs to try, needs to learn to steady themselves, to learn what happens when they fall, to learn how to grip on, how to stand, how to walk. And it's a stage that is shaky, but it is building significant foundations. It's building muscles. And in no time, that toddler is running. And in no time, that teenager is. And in no time, that adult is. And so I'm aware there is something about the valley experience that changes us. It gives us an insight into our own humanity. And it also gives us an insight into what kind of God he is. And I would not wish a valley experience on any of us. But I am aware at times that the valley will develop us. Maybe resilience, and oh boy, do we need more of that. But I would also say trust. Trust in him. And we learn why he is trustworthy. So just as that little one trusts you to hold their hands as they totter, just as that little one trusts you that you'll be there when they fall, they learn, they are learning that you are someone they can trust. And so I wonder, are you learning that he is someone you can trust? We need to build the muscles of trust. Let the valley build your muscles of trust. Build your knowledge of the Holy One. Don't fast track those times or look down on those times. This isn't a victory shout. This is a victory presence. I am with you. Um, I don't know if you've grabbed the new Mumford album, but there's a song on it, If I Say, and I love the line, it's, and he keeps repeating the line, if I say I love you, well then I love you. If I say I love you, well then I love you. If I say I love you, well then I love you. And I love that, I love that sentiment that my words are reliable. Well, can I push that back and say then how much more reliable and powerful are the words of God, the character of God, when he says, I am with you, he is with you. Valleys build trust. His presence changes everything. Do you know who you have when you have him? <coughs> the Bible is full of incidents that back this up, illustrating that he is a with God. And I am guessing this room is full of incidents that back this up, that he is a with God. And if I can go back to that phrase about this isn't a victory shout, but a victory presence... Um, that phrase, victory presence, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that this psalm says, I will fear no evil. Now, I don't know what you think of when you hear the word evil, or if any of you would say that you've experienced evil. Evil paints a whole different picture of this valley experience. And I, I'm aware of the things that I don't get right and the sin in my life. But probably, thankfully, I think I've only experienced evil a few a handful of times. And by that, I mean a spiritual darkness of a situation or a person that is unnerving. And so the psalmist reminds us really gently of whose presence we evoke, whose presence we have, whose presence is there. This is not just someone holding your hand. This is God himself, Yahweh, the one who is in control, 
who has all the power, who has won the battle over death. And so gently reminding me, gently reminding you that he is offering you his victorious presence in your dark valley. Take deep, deep comfort. Remember who it is you have with you. As you think about who it is with you, do you remember the call in your life? As I was reading around and preparing for today, I came across a line that stayed with me in a commentary, and it says, the Israelites weren't valley people, they were mountain people. They were used to forging out a living on the mountain. And this stuck with me because it made, reminded me that we aren't valley people. And I don't mean about where we live or the type of work we do, but rather it's a reminder that there is a bigger call on our lives than what we're experiencing right now. Some of us maybe choose to live in the valley. We choose to keep others at a distance, treating the valley as a permanent home. Can I suggest that the valley is a visiting place? It's not a home. There is more for you. The valley calls for faith. It calls for trust. But that's it. Doesn't ask you to be strong. He is strong. Doesn't ask you to act just ask you to remember that you aren't alone, remembering who he is. This isn't about denying our humanity. It's about remembering his divinity. As I start to wrap up, um, when I was thinking about today and what I might want to share, I just couldn't get this ad out of my head. It was an ad campaign um, that was going on in the 90s and I guess it was speaking uh, to the dads to the males in the home but to be fair we all got dragged in and for those of you old enough to remember I'm sure if I named the product you could possibly tell me the tagline so let's try this if I said the product was Ronsil the tagline would be yes thank you when I was thinking about Psalm 23 and thinking about the kind of community that we are, the kind of family that we are. I think this psalm gently, graciously reminds us that life is not always easy. We are not always strong. We are not always happy. We are not always upbeat. We are not always. So why, as people following Jesus, do we fake why do we pretend? And I do not mean those days where you get up and go to work and do your job or those days where you care for somebody else or you put somebody else's thoughts in front of you. I mean, why are we fake as Christians? Because the only one who is right, the only one who is strong is Jesus. And we are simply tucking our lives in behind him. This psalm is about changing our perspective and shifting the spotlight onto him. Valleys are part of life and this psalm reminds you he is with you. We tuck our lives behind Jesus and we need to keep remembering that he is the strong one, the only right one, the only victorious one and we are his followers. We're being transformed into reflections of him and that is going to take a lifetime and beyond. So we will experience the stumbling, the getting it wrong, the doubts, the wandering, the pushing into the complexity of faith. And this isn't a shiny, happy, fake faith. This is a I'll hold you through it all faith. The doubts, the stumbles, the falls are part of our humanity.
It's not, did you fall? It's about who you were with. It's not about, is it dark right now? It's about who you were with. This psalm offers you a different perspective. What will be your view from the valley? And so I wonder, could we actually be a Ronsley kind of church where all we're trying to do is put the spotlight on Jesus? This psalm offers us a different perspective. What will be your view from the valley? We have an opportunity to be that here. You have an opportunity to create the culture here. People who walk in the valley, people who point to Jesus in the valley, people who are living with the even though invitation, people who are building trust in him, people pointing to Jesus from the valley, from the mountain, from wherever. So will you follow the invitation of the psalm? Will you be the even though people? Whatever your valley is, loneliness, sickness, pain, stress, money worries, work worries, fear, anxiety, whatever your valley is, can I gently, quietly say, he is present, he is with you? Will your view from the valley be different because he is with you? In our preparation for today, I asked Jamie could we switch our worship sessions around and could we have a wee bit longer at the end because if we're going to talk about valleys then what do we want to do in the valley or out of the valley or around the valley I'd like to suggest that we worship not just individually but corporately we set our view on him we consider him we remember him building that trust acknowledging him And we allow him to be present with us. That is more important than anything I have said today. Will you rest in him? Will you let him? Again, I say, the only one right, the only one strong is him. Let's be even though people. Trusting him. Knowing he is with us. Let's shed any sense of arrogance. We walk We stumble, we fall, but through it all we know we are different because he is with us. Will you let him meet you today? Will you let him minister to you? Um, As Jamie comes up, I want to lead us in a prayer and then into a time of worship. Will you allow him to change your view from the valley? Um, Often... Um, when we go into worship or prayer time, often we hear somebody from the front say, you know, just put aside what's happened this week or what's happened today. I want to say bring it all. (laughs) We're one person. Why do we carve our lives up? Bring it all. As we go into worship, pray in a minute, just take some time to sit, stand, be before him. And then as we sing, or as you think of the words, or as you listen to the songs, uh, know that you are not alone. Let's be even though people, with a different view from the valley, because he is with us. Let me pray. So God, we bring all of us to you. 
as if you don't know it anyway. We bring our worries, our anxieties, our fears, the ones we carry for ourselves, the ones we carry for others. And we simply say today, God, help us see you. Help us know you are someone trustworthy. Help us know that you, we are not alone. Amen. Oh,